2: but still like dust, I'll rise.
0: Good morning and welcome to the serious side of the J. Ryle Show. The show where we discuss politics, social issues affecting people of color, and every now and then a little comedy as well. Now here's your host, J. Ryle.
3: Thank you for the wonderful introduction and good morning. Today is May 15th. 2022, and here are the topics that we will discuss on this week's edition of the Serious Side of the J. Rouse Show.
2: i seen the guy go in Army-style, bent over, just shooting at people, and I heard him shooting at people, and then I saw three people laying down. Mayor
1: Byron Brown says the 18-year-old white male suspect traveled hours from outside of Buffalo to carry out
4: the deadly shooting. You said... That Donald Trump has catalyzed a very dark aspect of the Republican Party
5: yep.
4: and that you wanted to look away from that
5: there were parts of the GOP that we have to look at and, and be honest about what it was we didn't we didn't as a
3: broad party look at the people in parts of the, of the base in the South and parts of the Midwest who were
5: not motivated by free markets or limited or limited government or individual liberty.
6: They were motivated by racial animus. We know the vast majority of
4: Americans uh, support um, rational uh, gun violence legislation. And it's time to put these laws on the books to protect even more people. Online
7: radio at its best.
8: Father God, we just thank you and we praise you for this day, Lord God. We give you the glory, the praise, and the honor for this is truly the day in which you have made and we can rejoice and be glad in it, Lord God. Father, we thank you, O God, that we can come before you and make our request known unto you, Lord God. We come before you, Lord God, on behalf of those that have submitted prayer requests in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you, Lord God, for you know all, you see all, you're everywhere all at the same time. And God, we thank you that there is nothing that can happen on the face of this earth, O God, that catches you off guard or catches you by surprise. Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus for you being a healer. We thank you for you being a deliverer, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, that mother or that father, Lord, that's crying out on behalf of that child, whether they be sick, whether they're going wayward, Lord God, we thank you in the name of Jesus for you being the peace, you being the calm in the midst of a storm in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you for you touching that body, Lord God, that may be Lord God, ailing in the name of Jesus. We thank you right now, oh God, for you showing up on the scene, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for you being the medicine, Lord God. You being that bomb in Gilead, oh God. Father, we thank you for you being that bomb here in the United States, that bomb abroad, Lord God. Wherever you are needed, God, we ask that you show up and show out. We ask, Lord God, that you arise and demonstrate your power in the name of Jesus. God, we give you the glory. We give you the praise, oh God, and we thank you, oh God, for allowing us to come before you in the name of Jesus. Amen.
3: Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two is our in number. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. Welcome into the serious side of the J Rouse show, which happens every Sunday morning, right here on the T J R S Radio Network online radio. And it's best of course, I'm Jay Rouse, and uh, once again, it's uh,
0: mm-hmm.
3: Mr. Elias and Mr. Elias Show, Mr. Elias and J Rouse Show, I should say. When else is off this morning? Of course, Jerome will join us. After his Clear channel commitment uh, with Rick Clear channel, with his after his commitment with Clear Channel Radio, my God, I've got tongue tied this morning. Let's say good morning to the man who gets the first and last word, want to know the one and only Mister L to the E to the S. What's going on, man? Good morning. How are you, sir? Hello, Good morning. Good morning. Good morning to you, sir. And good morning,
9: good morning, Good morning, Kathleen. Morning. Good morning, good sister. Morning. Good morning, Mama B. Morning. Good morning, Mary and the music, and good morning, my brother Hawk, and good morning, my brother Jerome.
3: Well, you know, like we always do, we take this opportunity to uh, what I call a point of personal privilege where we kind of rap and clap about things that won't be covered on the show. You know, something that we didn't bring up, uh, and I've had it in my queue for a very long time, is that about this young man, African-American man, who scored the highest uh, score in uh, SAT history, and he was an African-American. I thought that was an accomplishment, man, that, uh, you know, sometimes they kind of go under the radar and people don't reflect on those things. But when you think about what African Americans have contributed to society, you know, I think about something as simple as a stoplight or, you know, the first open-heart surgeries performed by a black man. So, you know, we sit here and we live in this nation in which, in some cases, we feel like we're second-class citizens. But to the overall arc of innovation and technology and where we are today, black folks played an important role in it. There's there's absolutely nothing you can do in your daily life that –
9: Black folks have not invented or put their efforts into it. Even when you turn on the light bar, people think it was Thomas Edison. No, it was a black man. So, you know, you think about the just everything, man, that goes on in your daily lifetime and your daily life. It, 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 you know, a black person has something to create, so have has created. So, you know. But we are—we are always, uh, you know, they always look up us almost as, long as it's second-class citizens. And people don't realize that the voting rights, if you don't, if they don't renew the Voting Rights Act that, that they pass like, every 10, 15 years, you won't have the right to vote as an African-American. So keep that yeah. in mind, folks.
3: Yeah. And speaking of, uh, you know, voting rights, uh, looks like a Florida judge has shut down and stopped Governor DeSantis from his illegal Redistricting in in Florida, so that's a minor victory that we can look forward to, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah,
9: uh, yeah. Any victory is a great victory, you know. It no matter how big or small, because they all add up, you know. I
3: realize that. Oh, absolutely, you know. Yeah, now speaking of uh, you know, discourse in America, the former presidents being fined ten thousand dollars a day because he's refusing <laughs> to uh turn over paper. Now what he paperwork now what he's saying is is that he lost the phone <laughs> that has these records and so he don't have the phone anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean listen to how trivial this sounds. He lost the phone and he can't find the information. So the clock in the cash register is ching 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 ching, ching and I love it. What's a you?
9: I think they should, have, actually they should hit him with 100000 a day. And I guarantee he will find it real quick. But $10,000, they are to get away with it for some months. But 100000 100, a day, I got to quickly add up on him. He increases his fine. He'll stop. He'll, he'll stop playing games. Oh,
7: you know,
3: wait right, $10,000 a money. day. Come on, man. $10,000 a day is a lot of damn money. We're talking in one month okay. $300,000.
9: Okay, now add up how much he, he took in from you know when people were sending their money for him oh, to well, get
3: Yeah, yeah they, they'll do that. Yeah, I mean you know, just, you know they'll continue. To yeah. yeah, yeah, they, they'll mm-hmm. continue. You know I don't understand why we have campaign uh, campaign uh, fund uh, what is a campaign fraud uh, laws in place because these Fight guys out, yeah. who, who, who who really controls that. Oh well, uh, campaign financing, uh, they they've uh, they've misused funds. Come on, stop it. Have you ever heard of anyone being convicted of it? I can't think of one mm-hmm. person. Nope. Do. Not one.
9: Nope. And he he he's used that money illegally in that sense when he paid off Stormy Daniels to keep quiet. When my my his, his lawyer paid off Stormy Daniels to keep quiet and that was from campaign funds. But what happened? Nah, it wasn't him. He didn't go to jail, it was his lawyer.
3: Yeah. And that guy has been a thorn in his behind ever since. Speaking of uh, mm-hmm. Trump and the Trumpets, uh six members of Congress were uh, issued subpoenas by the January 6th Committee Commission, and uh, and the top dog, which a lot a lot of people feel will be the next Speaker of the House, Kevin McCartney was. Uh, was issued this a subpoena, and, of course, he's not going to, to, to uh, participate. It's amazing how you can mm-hmm. just ignore subpoenas and don't show up. And so let me ask you this, because a lot of people are saying that they are kind of disappointed. And in, 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 uh, uh, Garland, uh, what's his name? Mm-hmm. Uh,
7: mm-hmm.
3: Mary Mer- Garland. Mer- uh, Garland. Mm-hmm. Mary Garland, yeah, because, you know, it's like the Justice Department is not moving fast enough with a lot of these, you know, infractions and things of that nature. It's like, what are you waiting on? This doesn't make sense to me. I don't understand why this is taking so long. You tell me. Well, I don't get it.
7: Well,
9: you know, from what legal experts are saying, from what I what I watch on the news, they're saying he's trying to make sure he dots all his eyes and crosses his T's, yeah, so there's no backlash and people won't. Yeah, whatever. But the bottom line yeah. is, some of that stuff it doesn't need to go that damn deep. You know, if you if you if you ignore a subpoena, then you're, you know you should be you should be fine or arrested. Don't, no charges yeah. Whatsoever. Yeah.
3: yeah, that's the part I don't get. It's like, okay, okay, we're not talking about charging them for the crime in which they're being subpoenaed for. We're saying the fact that mm-hmm. you're just not showing up, you know? So, I mean, if mm-hmm. you're not showing up, then guess what? You should be held in contempt, and you know, but you go to jail. I, I, I just don't understand. Mm-hmm. That's why people talk about there are different rules for different people. And so when yeah. you think about yeah, it, that's exactly what's going on because people at home are saying, hell, let me – look, let me not go to a jury or uh, something. And, and, you know, if it's in an aggressive county, they're going to come looking for you. I mean, so it's mm-hmm. like, come on, guys. It ain't really that hard, You're right? right? It, it, it really is No, right. it, it shouldn't be.
9: But, you know, like I said, Merrick Garland, he's – man, if I, was, if I was Biden, I'd get rid of him.
3: I would. Well, Trump he can't do really that because he, he can't do that because guess what? That means that the one thing that Biden said that he wouldn't do, he'd be doing. He says, look, that guy is going to be able to operate on his own without any influence from the White House. So if he comes back and fires the guy, that's going to send a message like, okay, you're not doing what the president wants you to do. So, I mean, he can't just come back and fire to do that. No, that you
9: know it's, not, it's not doing what the president wants you to do, what you're doing. You're not actually, you know, doing what you're supposed to do at your job. Because if I don't do what I'm supposed to do at my job, guess what they're going to do to me? They're going to fire me.
7: But it ain't set in stone like that, though. You're not
3: performing your job. Huh? It's not in stone. It ain't as simple as black and white. I mean, because you're saying, okay, well, he's not doing his job. I'm not bringing charges against these people. You know, he has to build a case. And and he can say, look, I got to build a case. I don't want to put this out here because I know this is going to be decisive for the American people. If I put this thing forward and it failed, um, then look at what happened with you, the I'm Mueller situation. The subpoena. The subpoena. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, 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 yeah. All right, okay, I'll give you that job. because, well,
9: yeah. He's not doing his job. You know, you can't hand out a subpoena to make sure these people show up in court? Really? Come on. Hey, you're not doing your job, man. Come on, you gotta be something. You, you, don't, you don't tell me you've gotten all your eyes and crossing your feet. When you when you when you when somebody hands out a subpoena, people say, I'm not showing up for that. I don't have to. There ain't nothing you
3: gonna do to me. That sounds like what they're saying too. I mean, it's like, hey, I'll show mm-hmm. up when I wanna wanna show up. Or oh, I'm not showing up. I mean, just to, just flat mm-hmm. out say I'm not coming. <laughs> I'm just no. not going to show up, and, and, and you can say and do what you want to do. There's nothing you can do about it. And the fact that mm. you know, he, he, you know, so I, like I said, for married girl and not to something as simple as saying, hey, you know what, you were issued a. But wait a minute now. Here's the catch to that because we're not attorneys by no stretch of the imagination, and we don't play one on TV. You know, what I'm hearing, and I need to do some research on this. I'm hearing that congressional subpoenas are not. They're not. Uh, they're not legally binding. It's not like if a mm. federal judge or if the criminal justice system issues you a subpoena, that's different than a congressional subpoena. So I think probably that's your roadblock right there because they're not legally there's no legal they're not legally required to show up. There are no there are no criminal consequences if they don't show up. That's why they have to refer to the the Department of Justice. But the Department of Justice, whether, you know, we like, I mean, the Attorney General's office, but, you know, whether we like it or not, they have to go by the rules. So if there is nothing in there legally requiring these people that they can't charge them for not showing up, then his hands are pretty much tied, right?
9: Yeah, I would say so. I don't, I I, I couldn't say, I thought a, a subpoena was a subpoena. That's what I thought. Have you got the pain that you have? Well, no, I
3: mean, no, no. Well, that's the reason why they've been defying them, man, because the bottom line is, you know, if they don't show up, oh, well, you know, what you going to do? You can't throw them in jail, perhaps. You can't go have the sergeant of arms go and arrest them, because remember, they were talking about doing that a few years back. Why don't you just go grab them out of their offices? Can't do that. So, so maybe, So maybe, you know, there's some validity in the reason why he's not moving as fast as a lot of us would like to see him do. And when you use the word, you know, a lot of people, like you like you just said, when you hear the word subpoena, you're thinking, okay, it doesn't really matter who issues it, as long as, you know, if you've been issued a subpoena, you need to show up. And if you don't show up, the warrant is issued for your arrest. But they can't do that in this mm-hmm. case. Well, I, don't I don't think know, they I can. I don't think. to ask a I to ask Yeah, I don't, I, but I don't, think, yeah, but I don't think they did can though. Yeah, I agree, but I don't think they can. Speaking of, uh, you know, since we're we're having these fun topics here, one more I want to throw in here before we get out of here. Um, you know, there was a study. I didn't know this until I saw this this morning while I was doing research for the show, that for the first time in a decade, white folks, uh, the birth rate for white people are going down. And it's not, it's not the leading, they're not the leading, you know, I don't know what the term to use, but basically white folks are not putting in the work. And so a lot of people are saying that's the reason why they were like, look, Mm -hmm. we can't be aborting women, aborting these babies, because we need to replenish the white race, so to speak, because their numbers are down for the first time. They're not leading in, you know, birth rates. I mean that's that that was an eye opener for me. And then a lot of things, you know, you go on some of these far right or some of these dark websites. They're saying that you know what, they're you know they're saying that well we have to be careful because we don't want black people marrying white, you know, white and black married because then you're polluting the race. And now we're not going to have pure white kids. That our birth rates are down. Give me your thoughts on this one before we head into our break.
9: Well, I've known about this one well, because. Uh, they they said it's for years that the white race has uh, they're, they're not they're going to be the majority. I mean they're going to be the, the minority. minority.
7: Yeah, yeah. They,
9: they they said that for years, so they, that's nothing new to me. And and you know that's why I believe they're passing all the voting white laws and all this other stuff too. So so if if they are the minority, they they still are being charge. You know, they, they, they will still be in charge of stuff, so they they so they they won't they won't lose they won't miss the beat, and this is they 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 will not want to relinquish that power because they know what they think is that if if they relinquish that power that whoever's in power is gonna treat them just as crappy as they have treated them. So, now nah, I believe that huh. in all my heart of hearts.
3: You believe that in your heart yeah. of hearts. Mhm. Huh. Yep. So they're gonna remain in power. You know, but we you know, we already we always talk about this on the show, the plantation mentality. I think that's one of the reasons why you're seeing gerrymandering uh at the local levels, uh, at the state levels, because they, they can see the writing on the wall. I've always said, you know, it's chess not checkers. You gotta play the long game. When you play chess, you have to be thinking what three moves ahead. It's not as simple as jumping, you know, jumping one checker to another. You have there's a strategy in chess and a lot of people don't like chess because of the fact that it's too complicated but once again one of the greatest games ever invented but these people are playing chess not checkers they saw the writing on the wall like you said these numbers have been trending uh, in this direction for a very long time but this is the first time that the census report has actually said okay look this is what's going on you know, you guys are no longer leading when it comes to, to the birth rate. So you guys got going to start looking at the fact that y'all are going to be a permanent minority. So if you're going to be a permanent minority, the only way to fix that is to do what? Let's some stuff so we can remain in power. Good called, Mr. Mm-hmm. That's a good call. All right. Number three four seven eight five zero one two seven two is the JLS show. We'll be right back after this, after an NPR news update, and we'll get into the heavy lifting of the show. It's a beautiful Sunday here. I hope it's a beautiful Sunday in your neck of the woods. You're listening yes, to the serious yes, yes. The J. Ryle Show. 3478501272. We'll be right back.
5: Live from NPR News, I'm Giles Snyder. Buffalo, New York Mayor Byron Brown says his community is coming together to support the families of yesterday's shooting at a grocery store, that left ten, uh, fam, victim families of yesterday's shooting at a grocery store that left 10 people dead and three others injured.
0: We will wrap our arms around the
3: families of the victims of this shooting. Uh, we will stand together. And as difficult and as painful and as hurtful as this is, we will get through this together as a community.
5: Police in Buffalo say they're investigating the shooting as a racially motivated hate crime, saying the 18-year-old man who's been arraigned on murder charges drove several hours to Buffalo to carry it out. Authorities say he was live streaming with a helmet camera. President Biden issued a statement after the shooting calling it a bore into the fabric of the nation. He's preparing to speak in a few hours at a memorial service at the Capitol honoring law enforcement officers who lost their lives in the line of duty last year. Finland's president, Sauli Ninista, confirmed today that his country will apply for NATO membership in a historic policy shift prompted by Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Yesterday, Russian President Vladimir Putin warned it would be a mistake for Finland to abandon its neutrality. Pentagon spokesman John Kirby, though, told the BBC today that these are national sovereign decisions and no country has the right to decide who joins NATO.
4: No other nation gets to veto what a sovereign state wants to do in terms of its alliances and its associations. It's not up to Russia to determine whether Finland or Sweden become NATO allies. Uh, It's up to the people of Finland and the people of, of, of Sweden.
5: Sweden's governing party plans to announce its position on seeking NATO membership later today. Ukrainian government officials say Moscow has forcefully deported at least 2,500 Ukrainian children to Russia. And Pierzanya Kamenets reports from Kyiv that Ukraine is calling the actions illegal.
1: Daria Rasmchuk, the children's rights advisor to the president of Ukraine, says state authorities have confirmed 2,500 children who have been, quote, kidnapped by the Russians. The Russian Federation says they are evacuating these children from dangerous areas within Ukraine. Tarasinchuk said that international organizations, including the Red Cross, are helping to find and identify these children, and there are some negotiations underway for their safe return. But it's also been reported that Russia is changing its policies to streamline the adoption of these children by Russian families. Anya Kamenetz, NPR News, Keith.
5: Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky welcoming Ukraine's win this weekend in the Eurovision Song Contest. Zelensky celebrated the winning song by the Kalush Orchestra with a post on Facebook as Russian forces are withdrawing from Ukraine's second largest city and Western military officials say the Russian offensive in the eastern Donbass region has lost momentum. This is NPR.
7: Online radio at its best.
2: I seen the guy go in army style, bent over, just shooting at people, and I heard him shooting at people, and then I saw three people laying down. Mayor Byron Brown says the 18-year-old white
1: male suspect traveled hours from outside of Buffalo to carry out the deadly shooting.
3: Welcome back at 347-850-1272. 2, 2. It's the serious sign of the J. Raoul Show with Chapman Ziffrey. Sunday morning, right here on the TJRS radio network, online radio at best. Uh, obviously, we're talking about the mass shooting that happened yesterday. Uh, 13 injured, totally 10 dead. 11 of the 13 victims were African Americans. The young man, the 18-year-old, who traveled, as you heard in the hit, 18 hours, I'm sorry, two hours, to uh, carry out this just deplorable act, um, had racial slurs written on his weapons one of the weapons uh, had uh, written on it here's your reparations start right there but uh, still you know I was trying to figure out a way how we how we have a different conversation about the same thing that continues to happen over over and over again and, and you know and I'm just thinking my goodness let's just talk let let's have a conversation let's see what happens but when you think about um, you know, this kind of reminds me of really two other cases that we've talked about in this show. Uh, you know, the cow ridden thing where the kid drove, you know, his mom drove him, I think, an hour or two, took him to Minneapolis for him to participate and kill two people and get away with murder in that situation. And then I think about the situation with Dylan Roof. Now, I was thinking, now, is this worse
0: than the Dylan Roof
3: situation? I don't think it is because Dylan Ruth had an opportunity. He sat down with those people at Mother Emanuel Church for a few hours, participated in mm-hmm. in Bible study, and they were very friendly. And one of the things that he said, or he was quoted as saying, that you know he felt really bad for having to kill them because they were such nice people. So I think that is still the most ruthless. But you know, think about this situation. You know, this kid said he became radicalized because he was at the beginning of the pandemic because he was bored. And he began to start hanging out on these dark websites that talks about the purity of the white race and how, you know, African-Americans the people of color are taking over America and we can't let them take over our country. Kind of sounds familiar, huh? What say you?
7: Mm-hmm.
9: Well, you know, you're 100% right, Jay. I mean, this is, this, this is, this is the thought process. A thought process of a lot of uh of uh of white americans man where they feel that way i i work with these cats on a daily basis and and one guy told me uh the other days, that you know you don't like me because of my skin color i said no i don't like you because you're a-hole i i call like i see it man you are i i say i watch you i say i don't delete you like the other people have here because of your post on facebook because i i need to know what the other side is thinking and I know what you're thinking. And I say, and, and because I am your union representative and I stand above you, you really hate that. And I love spitting that in your face every day. I love it because you got to come to me for answers, and you hate that. So, that I mean, this, this is how they feel. This is exactly how they feel. And, you know, you learn to live with it. But I always keep my eyes open because, if, 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 you know, there's one guy in there that I, I you know, <laughs> I, I I when I first started there, he didn't even, he wouldn't even talk to me because of my skin color. And the other day he said, "Are you really leaving? Because uh, I'm retiring in two weeks." He said, I said, "Yeah, man, I'm done." And this guy says to me, "Please don't leave." And I looked at him and I oh, walked wow. away and laughed, man. I laughed. I laughed. I was like, what is
3: going "Wow, whoa, 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 where do you think that came from? Why do you think he said that?"
9: Because he knows that I, as a union rep, I fight for these guys. I don't care your skin color. I do my job. I don't care if you, if wow. you are a butt or whatever, but if, if you got an issue with what's going on, I'm going to fight for you, and I stand up for them. And a lot of these guys are scared, you know, and, and that, that's, that's the nature of these people. They'll sit around, and then when they get up enough courage, they'll go grab a gun, and then they'll shoot up everything, and then they'll say, hey, I, you, know, is, you know, I was led to do this by the dark web. No, man, you got to have common sense. Common sense tells me that everybody should have a different opinion. If you don't have a different opinion than me, if you agree with everything i said, the world would be boring. But your, your, your actions shouldn't lead to you trying to kill me and blow my brains out and, 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 and harming and maiming people. This is, this is ridiculous. And for you to hate me just because of my skin color, for you to hate me because because of my skin color to me i i, I think I think you have a school loose upstairs because I, I don't hate mm-hmm. i don't hate white folks i don't i you know i don't I don't hate you because of your skin color I hate you because of who, who you
3: are and your attitude simple as that interesting interesting Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. Now, I found out about this news this morning because, you know, yesterday I was kind of running and, and gunning, and, you know, and, and, and unusually, I mean, this is unusual for me not to tune into the news at all. And so when I woke up this morning and began preparations for the show, I, I saw this, and I'm like, oh, my God, and I heard where it was. And I'm like, oh, boy. So I was uh, on pins and needles because uh, I found out about this literally right before the show, and so I'm so happy that this man is in the house. Let's bring him in—the one and only Mister uh, Jerome Esprit, The smartest man in the world. Man, how, how are you doing, man? And uh, do you know where this location? Do you know where this happened? Do you, have you been to that store before?
2: Um, so I'm not sure. I mean, I've been to some cops okay. that chain is from Buffalo, and I've you know yeah. spent a lot of time in in Buffalo, so I'm not sure specifically where this particular store, it, store was, but okay. I almost feel like, you know, it was one of the ones that I've gone to. You know, I mean, it's a wow. big chain, though, so it, they have a lot of stores. Wow. Yeah.
3: Well, man, uh, just give us your thoughts on this, Jerome. I know that I was telling Mr. Elias before, you know, at the beginning of the segment, it's like trying to find a way to have a different conversation about the same old thing. You know, and it's like, well, we sound like broken records, but guess what? God dang it, it's happening over and over and over and over again. But, you know, yeah. here's the situation, and I told you this kind of reminds me of a combination of two crimes. You know, the Dylan Roof situation and Mother Emanuel Church, and then the situation with that guy Kyle Rittenhouse, Rittenhouse who drove, had his mama drop him off. So this guy had plenty of time to think about what he was doing. And if you go back and look at some of the things they found on him, he was a straight-up racist and some of the language that went back and read his manifesto, it sounds like some stuff you can hear on Fox News if you tune in tomorrow night. What say you.
2: Right. So, you know, something, again, that this country never likes to deal with and I can't even say that these kids are radicalized more than they're conditioned um, to be that way. And I keep saying this, that white folks in this country need therapy. They're brainwashed to believe something that most people know is not true. And so you have a lot of people who keep saying stuff like, all Trump supporters are not racist. But if you are missing the obvious, you are. Because the obvious is that people are, have a belief system that has to do with white supremacy. So that whole nonsense about you know we are um, losing this country, we are you know everybody's having advantages that we are not kind of thing, is just because you know white folks have this you know it is, is a something that comes from being a colonizer, is that you believe that they have a belief system that once they don't see themselves overtly Overtly, like on television or in the forefront of minority communities or in the forefront of women's issues, if they don't see themselves there, they start um, that selfishness, that that way of looking at the world starts kicking in, like they own every freaking thing, and as a belief system that they were fed by Hollywood and you know just regular programming vehicles that reinforced that redlining and, and um, you know, in neighborhoods. And it kept everybody separated. So white folks have um, something in their belief system that they need to shake out. Again, there's no work for us here. You know, I can tell you how I feel about it personally, but that, you know, I don't care to do that. But the issue is always that as a society, that we need to deal with this. And white folks will never deal with their own their own biases, right? And so there has to be some kind of adjustment. So if we see, if we keep patting down every little white kid that comes into every building, white folks will be like, "Oh my gosh, you you are that's that's going against us, and we're being isolated." And it would still radicalize the rest of them because they always there's this thing about your oppressor feeling like they are the victims. So that's why they have to oppress you. That's why they have to kill you. That's why they have to rape you because we are losing ground. Now if that doesn't sound maddening to people who have sense, I don't know what to tell you. But we have to look at this stuff differently. It's not I I don't I don't even know what to to even say about this. The reason when I hear people say things like, Hey, black people stop blaming white folks, have your own communities, have your own stuff Black people have to have security against white people because if you have too many black people in one spot, you have to, you have to defend yourself. And I know people don't want to hear that, uh, and white folks definitely don't want to hear that, but you guys, are the, you guys are the threat to the black community. No matter how you slice it, we are, we are your entertainment when it comes to the black community and what kind of things negative happens in the black community, but that's porn to white folks. Right oh, look at them, look at them. They're fighting amongst themselves. These are two different issues. The issue is is that there's a there's a threat that comes at black people in particular from white folks because white folks are conditioned to believe something that is not true about black people.
3: Hmm. interesting, you know uh Mr. Elias uh yesterday uh you know I mentioned uh on the show last week um, or maybe I didn't. Uh, My daughter's birthday, Mia, Uh, wow, maybe I didn't. I I think we talked about Mother's Day, but, you know, happy belated, sweetie. We celebrated it yesterday. Um, You know, one of the the things she wanted for her birthday, which I was like, oh, my God, she wanted to go to, like, one one of the most expensive freaking restaurants in Houston. She wanted everybody to be dressed up and that was her idea of her birthday, so obviously, you know, we, we kind of had to go through with it. And so you're in this, you know, we're in this place, and it's, you know, fine dining, you know. I mean, it's a very expensive restaurant. And I was like, oh, my God, am I going to have to watch dishes at some point, right? But uh, there was this table behind <laughs> us, and there was this white guy in there, and he was loud. And when I tell you, he was loud and cussing, and, you know, and they had to stop me because I was about to get up and confront him. So when it was all said and done, you know, I asked for the manager. I said, let me ask you something. I said, you know, people come here and pay this kind of money to sit here and enjoy themselves. The last thing you expect to get some wild-mouthed drunk in here, and you guys didn't even ask the man to leave. And I said, now, had, had it been me acting like this, all y'all would have had me out of here in a minute. And they had a comp at the front, and they, well, you know, sir, we apologize. I said, this is privilege. This all, that's all this is. You guys think you can do what the heck you wanna do because at the end of the day, you know, you know that there is this code, unwritten code out there about how America looks at white versus black. It's just a sad, sad situation that we're even having these conversations. But at the end of the day I've had so many white folks come to me, Miss Delias. Uh, you know, not come to me but come, you know, communicate with me through through the uh through our shows, uh you know, through our show's uh, messaging, telling me, you know, you guys you talk about white people all the time. What we're doing is we're telling you (laughs) something that you need to hear. We're not making this up. We're not telling you, oh, my goodness, well, you know, what happened yesterday was real. A young 18-year-old boy jumped in a car after, you know, putting out a manifesto talking about how much he, you know, talking about race and, and the cleansing of race. And, you know, he had the N-word written on one of his weapons. On another weapon he says, you know, uh, repercus- you know, not repercussions, but reparations, here's your reparations. This is this kid's mentality. He drove two hours, and he shot 13 people, 11 were black, and 10 are dead. We're not making this up. If you don't like us talking about these types of things, then stop doing what you do. Now, I had somebody else say, well, you don't talk about black people killing black people. Oh yes, we do. We do. Things like this happen. When we look at mass shootings like this, and a kid just goes and shoots people because, hey, you know, they, they don't look like me. What does that say about this country, Mr. Elias? What does it say about America? Is it really the home of the free and the brave? And that was for you Elias. yeah what well, <laughs> you know, you know, Jerome. Jerome
9: made an interesting point, and I thought to myself that you know mm-hmm. when he was speaking, he said that you know white folks uh you know they 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 they're you know they they are wow they don't uh they don't take it seriously what we do, but let let us let us separate from them and get another black Wall Street going and see what white folks are doing. What, do you so, mean, what does that mean, though, you when you say how low down we are
3: and how, hey, let me how ask you messed you up we are? Well, okay. No, no, you, you said something about they don't understand what we do. Break that down for me because I think that's important what you just said. What do you mean by that? They don't understand what we, we do. We, what we,
9: does that mean? Well, the finances that we provide for this country could, could run a small nation. It could run a small nation. Okay. And, and and if we stop putting our flavor, our style, and uh, everything else we put into this and, and, and put it into our own communities, white folks will find out some way to come in and destroy it like they did back, back then. This, this is how they feel. Because one thing white folks understand is that M-O-N-E-Y. And if you take that out of their pockets, guess what they're going to do? They're going to find some way of getting it back. That's how they run. That's how they roll, and they've always been that way, and they're not going to stop. So, you know, we can run. We can run. We can run. We can run a small nation with what we spend, and and uh, things that we buy, uh, things that we add to the the, the culture, or everything else. We can run a small nation, but they, <laughs> we haven't figured that out yet. But when we did in the twenties, with like Black Wall Street and North Carolina. They came in and they destroyed it because they didn't like to see that, and they never will like to see black folks succeed,
3: because once once they
9: realize if we got together, there's no there's no stopping us.
3: 272 right. Go ahead,
2: Jerome. Go ahead. That's part of what the problem is. So we can go back and look at this. They kept calling them race riots, but there was no rioting on the black people side. That was white folks coming into black towns. So whether they came into Opelousas or Galveston or Tulsa or Rosewood, like there's like documented at least 20 cities that when there's a bunch of black folks, white folks will make up a reason and come in there to destroy, um, destroy or disrupt life as anybody else knows it. And, again, it's a part of their pathology. Like we need to – They need to have a conversation about that We don't really But we need to know What's going on Like I I always believe this And again I'll say this for the record I am not writing this Because I have been asked to write this um, For the last couple years But there really needs to be um, Just kind of an understanding On how to deal with white folks In certain situations Because the truth is is that history is not just repeating itself. It is reflecting itself. And the problem is it's not like it's on repeat. It's just what it is that we keep ignoring. So we keep projecting wellness and harmony, and why don't everybody get together, and people keep running some crazy Martin Luther King speech at us that I have a dream one. Like he didn't say in, you know, I have a dream, dream was in 63, in 68, he said we need to go to a more aggressive nonviolence. He realized that things were not changing, right? But we keep getting marketed that I have a dream speech because it's like, oh, if we, don't strive, if we don't strive for this utopia, what else is left? It's like you, can't, you cannot um, strive for a utopia in a, in a place where you have a bunch of sick people right you need to you need to actually heal somebody or at least get folks treatment because they're, this is problematic so we have to again we have to adjust but more importantly we can't keep ignoring that so anytime someone would say hey the black community needs to step especially when white folks say this i think it's the most like absurd thing um to hear white people say is like you should have your own stuff or why don't y'all do this? It's because of it's because of evil projected up onto us. It's the reason that we get redlined. There's a reason why we can't just get simple bank loans, or when someone is trying to open a business with the same credit rating as someone white, they cannot get um, they can't get loans. Like this is across the board. White supremacy is affecting us across the board. So even though. You know, I don't care how well, how that word sounds to anybody. It is just the best description that we have about how colonizers actually project their uh, project the illusion of dominance over over one um a culture that's not theirs right so we we have to actually talk about this stuff so that people kind of understand that we are not delusioned by it. Now, you may want to go on to national news or some other program and have people sit there and talk about, you know, we need to open more dialogue. We need to hold hands. We just need to have a better understanding. It is not us. It is not our work. So somebody kind of needs to tell white people the truth sometimes, that you guys guys are sick. Right. We need to tell them that, and they need to adjust.
7: Yeah.
3: Yeah, I think you're right. Overall, I mean, you know, like you say, for the for the most part, that's what's going on. And you know, and don't misinterpret what we're saying. There are some great folks that are on that side of the fence, but we're just talking about overall. Oh, yeah, don't yeah, I am. Jerome, the truth don't is the don't truth. Jerome, me. the truth is the truth. The truth is the truth, man. I mean, you, no, you can't sit here and say that, say the that they're truth. not good it, white folks.
2: Let me tell you this. Let me just say it this way. Okay, so what happens is that when you negate something to like you're making, we're making a point. And we negate yeah. stuff by saying, oh, there's some good white people, too. That's crazy because, first of all, we are not racist. We don't have no issues with white folks.
7: It's well, never been
2: be. a folks' way to go out and be like, hey, let's just shoot up all the white folks we can find. Never. Right. But we're the ones who are constantly right. apologizing and saying, hey, there's still good white people. We still love y'all. That's a part of what their problem is. Right? Well, uh, They're not we're, dealing with okay. each other because we keep giving them an off-ramp. Stop giving them wrong friends. Well, well, Just say deal with this and be okay. Yeah. If they listen. To you okay. Tell. Well,
3: let 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 me, let me say this. Let me say this. All right, listen. I, I hear what you're saying, but I, I, this is my point to this whole thing. Is I'm going to let Momo be in here because she's trying to get in. Here's my point to this whole thing. It's not apologizing for anything. I, I, I would like to think that the people that we're talking to, they understand exactly what's going on. I'm not going to sit here and act as if the whole white race are demons. And I'm not Nobody's by me saying that. that Okay, well, I'm not saying, but what I'm saying is that I'm not giving them an off-ramp by saying that, like, oh, well, we're going to talk about you for 20 minutes, but then we're going to also say, but you know what, there's some good people. I mean, listen, at the end of the day, the truth is the truth for me. I get what you're saying, and I can understand your your logic behind it, and when you say it out loud, it makes some sense, but at the end of the day, for me, and I, and I can't speak for you, but for me, at the end of the freaking day, there are some White folks out there who have held signs up, who have been marching with us. Uh, I know I have a, a real good white friend. You know, she is always sending me stuff on the show. Look what they're doing to, look what they're doing to our people. And she said, our people, but it's all stories related to African Americans. So I'm not – I get what you're saying. I, I definitely get what you're saying. Uh, but at the end of the day, I'm going to ask that you meet me halfway. Whether you agree with me or not, that's okay. But at the end of the day, I do understand what you're saying and I get your point I really do let, let me bring in uh Momo B's in here because we have never going to go over but I'm going to skin extend it for another three or four minutes good morning Momo B welcome into the show
6: good morning good morning fellas hey hey Jerome Miss Elliot Jay Wow I don't know if, um, what's her name no there you said <laughs> what's her <laughs> name no,
3: Wow my goodness <laughs> okay go ahead and make That's your amazing. point
6: anyway good morning Jesus
3: Christ Good
6: morning, hold on. Good morning. Good morning. Good um, morning. There you y'all, go. Y- y'all, said, y'all said a whole bunch of stuff. I was like, wait, I kind of remember this. I got you know my memory, you know my memory, my memory. But anyway, I wanted to touch on Jay. If, Jerome, you shouldn't even <laughs> say nothing about Jay back peddling and kissing butt because that's what he do. So anyway, besides that, we. are <laughs> Well, man, I ain't jumping on day to day. I'm, I'm not even going to give you another response. Go ahead, go, ahead go ahead and make your
3: point. Go ahead
9: and make your point.
6: That is my point. How about that?
3: Are we <laughs> done? Okay, well, we're going to break down. No, I mean, we that was it.
6: <laughs> oh well, come
3: done. on. I mean, but let's that, go.
6: No. That's that one of your was points. Point. Oh, yeah, okay. Okay, yeah,
3: give that. me your other so, point. So mm-hmm.
6: My other point is when you was in a restaurant with the people that was doing the most. You What you mm-hmm. should have did, I'm not saying you should have got up and confronted the man. That's, that's what I would do, but you shouldn't do that. What you should di- should have done was go to the management before you got fed up, when he first started acting rowdy. because that's what they be doing to us. You go to the manager and say, excuse me, table number eight. They're getting kind of loud over there because you go tell them something, 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 and then see how it plays out from there. That's how you do that thing right there. You, can't just walk well, you know you and system. I
3: are you you and I are very similar because first of all we, had, we were already there they came in later and you know and then it wasn't until you know I really wasn't listening because obviously I'm there to spend time with my daughter but then when he got right. loud I said okay and then so then I saw people you know I saw the, the people going over there. I said well maybe they're going to say something to him and then I was about to get up and I said, you sit down because I'm like I'm not listening to no more of this uh, but I didn't want to be confrontational because I'm going to tell you something. If you just said something to anybody at my table, I would not be here this morning. I'd be trying to get bail because it would have been a <laughs> straight-up fight, a brouhaha up in that place. And I came close. They grabbed me one time because I'm like, I can't listen to this. But anyway. Uh, all right, let uh, me tell you true. what. I
9: would have been the first one to send you bail money.
3: I, probably, I would have. I would have been the first yeah. one. Well, yeah, you'd have been the first one that got the call. Don't worry. Oh, trust me. You'd have got the call. call. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're way over. Tell you what, Momo hang out with us. We're gonna have some a few minutes on the other side. Uh, and uh let, let's continue to move on. Three four seven eight five oh one two seven two. You know, uh with here's the thing that people are concerned about when it comes to the midterms. This whole thing about abortion, right? Now, is this the is this the golden goose? Is this the sword? Is this the spike or the statecraft they've been waiting for to try to turn the tide that's coming up here in November? We don't know. But I tell you what, in this week's edition of In Four Minutes or Less, something that you need to know, people are demonstrating all over the country and on the other side of this. I'm going to ask my folks here that, that same question, even though we're talking about something completely different. But I want to know great thing about this show is we're going to be able to maneuver a little. you listen to The Serious Side. It's convener time. In four minutes or less, something that you need to know.
10: We're watching rallies today in New York City, Los Angeles, Washington, D.C., and Chicago in support of abortion rights. Planned marches are in response to a Supreme Court decision that hasn't happened yet, but the leaked draft opinion points to the possibility that the court will either substantially weaken national abortion rights protections or fully overturn Roe v. Wade. And here's Cheryl Corley is in Chicago and joins us. Cheryl, thanks so much for being with us.
4: Oh, quite welcome, Scott.
10: And tell us about the scene there at the march.
4: Well, Scott, Hundreds of people, if not thousands, have been gathering here in a park just west of Chicago's downtown, and they're hearing some very impassioned speeches right now by dignitaries, also by some women who say they have had abortions, and by an abortion doctor that drew some big cheers. Uh, People are chanting, abortion is healthcare, abortion justice, waving signs, bans off our bodies. I remember 1973. And, you know, people here say they just want abortions to continue to be accessible. They want them to be safe. And they want to be the ones to make the decision about whether or not to have an abortion, that it shouldn't be up to the government. So they are part of this day of action that's called bans off our bodies.
10: What do they hope the rallies accomplish?
4: Well, you know, uh, in part, it's to let lawmakers and the Supreme Court know that there are just hundreds of thousands of people, men and women, who support Roe v. Wade, and it's an effort to just have some sort of influence over state lawmakers who may end up deciding if abortion will remain legal in their state. Uh, I spoke with uh, Rachel Carmona. She's the executive director of Women March. She's one of the organizers of the marches our rules try to make our voices heard and we know that we need to build political power we need to build electoral power but we also need to
1: build community power and so these mobilizations are trying to do just that
10: Cheryl should the court substantially overturn Roe v. Wade uh, and we mentioned that possibility uh, states will then determine abortion access And, and you're in Illinois which could be a real center of what happens what will the future look like
4: Absolutely, Scott. Because abortion will remain legal in Illinois, uh, as it will in California and other states, but it means that in areas people won't be able to have an abortion. About 26 states have already approved laws that would further limit or ban abortions, Um, and so the. uh, centers here in Illinois are preparing for an influx of patients. I visited one Planned Parenthood facility in Illinois right near the Indiana border, and they increase surgery days from one to two days a week. Uh, the president of Planned Parenthood in Illinois, Jennifer Welch, says, uh, you know, people are going to have to just travel for miles in order to receive an abortion. Here's what she said.
8: There may be no
1: abortion access in between Illinois and Colorado. So patients could be coming to us from a number of states, a large swath of the Midwest and the Great Plains, and that's what we are preparing for. And
4: she says and that could mean an extra 20 to 30,000 more patients.
10: And what are you hearing from pro-life forces? You no,
4: know, uh, I spoke with uh, one opponent, Eric Scheitler, president of Pro-Life Action League, he says that uh, while they welcome what could be in store for Roe v. Wade, uh, opponents here will still be on the
10: defense. NPR Cheryl Corley at a rally in Chicago. Cheryl, thanks so much for being with us. You're
4: welcome, Scott. Online radio live. You said that Donald Trump has catalyzed a very dark aspect of the Republican Party and that you wanted to look away from that.
3: There were parts of the GOP that we have to look at and, and be honest about what it was. We didn't, we didn't, as a broad party, look at the people in parts of the, of the base, in the South and parts of the Midwest, who were not motivated by free markets
5: or limited or limited government or individual liberty.
3: They were motivated by racial animus. Welcome back in three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. It's fifty four minutes after the hour. You're listening to the serious side of the J. Riles show, which happens every Sunday morning, right here on the Tjrs Radio Network online radio. And it's best hope you guys are enjoying your Sunday. If you're on your way to church, say a hallelujah for us. And if you're just sitting at home drinking some coffee, continue to listen to the serious side of the J. Riles show. Uh, you know, this kind of, this is almost a segue from the previous topic. When we were talking about difficult conversations That we need to have To, you know, our brothers and sisters Of the uh, Caucasian persuasion Now, here's the GOP And we talked about the manifest That this shooter had on him uh, After he was apprehended and arrested And a lot of the things that were written in his manifest Are things that we hear in political ads And on Fox News every day So it's not a coincidence that we have people out here who really and truly feels this nonsense because they're infused with it every day. So the GOP, and you heard that hit before this segment, and I forget the guy, I think his name is Rick, I forget his name, I'm sorry about that, but he he was a prominent Republican. He said, listen, the bottom line is, is that these people should have been purged from the Republican Party a long time ago, and now we have a problem. Because now we have Republican politicians who are putting out red meat out there to get the support of these people because they're trying to win primaries the thing that's so sad about it is this is that when you look at the fact that they're you know catering to these people to win their primaries but because local and state governments are gerrymandering districts you would think a long time ago yeah you can go ahead and try to reach that far-right Extreme of your party, but as soon as you get into a primary or a general election You're going to lose because the majority of the Americans don't think that way well guess what if you keep gerrymandering districts You ain't got to worry about it because then you're gonna already have an advantage going into the primary Jerome, Let's let's uh as a political strategist When we talk about how uh, The GOP has just some people may say it never changed right but I think it has. I think it's, it's changed because now a lot of the things that were whispered in parlor rooms and that were talked about amongst their own friends, it's mainstream because of the 45th president of the United States. He provided cover for these people to come out and you know, and walk down, walk through a grassy field with tiki uh, torches saying Jews won't replace us. He, you know, he's the guy that sit there and told the, the the Proud Boys to, you know, stand down and stand ready or whatever that term he used. So why should we should we be surprised that we have a Marjorie Taylor Greene and a Matt Gates and and a lot of these people, Mo Brooks. We have these folks that are part of the Republican Party who are spewing this stuff. And more of these people, mind you, QAnon folks, they're running for office, and there's a possibility they may win. So. What's in your opinion, man? Are we at a place in our nation's history where we should really and truly be nervous about returning to the '60s? Because what they're trying to do with political office—and we talked about this the last segment—that for the first time in ten years, white folks—the birth rate is—the birth rate is low, and then we see the minority of people of color and white folks going to be in the minor, I mean, I'm sorry, the majority of. White, of, of people of color being the majority versus white folks being the minority, if you had to put a spin on this, or if you had to answer this, or just give me your thoughts, man, what do you think? Do you really think we're at a point in our history where we, where we may be returning return back to the '60s?
2: Okay, you okay, so. I'm laughing because I'm like, when did we ever leave the '60s? That's like a funny thing. What? Well, well, okay, so but let me
3: well, so. let me ask you this though before you say that before you say that uh-huh. because that's a first statement. You don't okay, okay, go ahead, man. Because I was trying to figure out a way to, add, to, to, to 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 kind of go back with with you on that, but uh-huh. but we we elected a black
2: president though, Jerome. I mean that that wouldn't have happened in the '60s, right? Um. Okay, so it, the black, black president didn't solve a lot of things, because technically no, I don't. the the middle-of-the-road part Obama was conservative as a Democrat. He was not uh-huh. liberal at all or progressive, so it took okay. that for him to actually ascend to the presidency to begin with, and you have to remember okay. each individual race is based on what your opponent is doing, too. So we just came right. out of George W. Bush tearing this okay. piece up, right? right? The country okay. is, everybody and their mother is saying, oh, we're in a ditch. We, we'll never see gas prices lower than $5. People were settled in that in their head so they could take a chance mm-hmm. on, on Obama because it was steering the ship away from the policies that put us in that position What George W. Bush was there, right? Okay. So – Here comes the contract with McCain, and Obama was a feasible option. Now, Obama didn't move the needle very much. He put it back on track so that, you know, financial systems, like people didn't care so much about their pensions and stuff anymore. It got to a place Mm -hmm. that it had stability. And what did they do? The pendulum swung back to the racist, you know, xenophobic kind of – craziness that white folks are used to because they don't mind it. But I just want to say this while you're while we're at it. It was Hitler mm-hmm. in the 30s who actually, it's a part of his, um, you know, master race thing that was going on because their birth rate was going even back then. They knew that this was going on. So some of the early mm-hmm. Hitler um, issues were that white folks were going to be, um, they were, Gonna get spit off the planet. So what they okay. need to do, they need to keep reproducing amongst white folks. And um, so that that was a story that's been going on for a while. That you can scare white folks massively by giving them fear. You know what's gonna happen when you become the minority, and that's scary for them because they believe that everybody thinks like white folks. And what they don't know, and I know I'm talking on a show like white folks mm-hmm. aren't listening. But what white folks don't know is that black fo- folks in particular, our humanity is intact. So white folks believe to some degree in the back of their brain that if we had an opportunity to do to them what they did to us, that we would do it. And I am here to tell you it is not true. Black people don't think about white folks like they think we think about them. So mm-hmm. you, if you oppress people or – or um, you know, treat people badly for long periods of time, you think retribution is coming. And I think that's the big fear across the board. Obama tried to pacify him as best he could. You know what I'm saying? Look, we ain't, we ain't like that. That didn't work. Because in the back of their brain, they're like, y'all trying to replace us. I think we're in somewhere around like 34 states now in the United States that white folks have a negative birth rate, which means that more white people are dying than being born. But that was a natural evolution that they saw since like the 30s. They knew that that day was coming. Now I can okay. I can give you an hour about why that is, but I'm not going to. But it is it is something that you know we saw coming. Geneticists saw that coming. That's when in vitro fertilization came in around like 30 years ago because of the um, because of those um, those issues. So okay. when you hear somebody like Bill Gates or or the Gates Foundation with the World Health Organization talking about, oh, we have too many people on the planet, and then we have the people in this country talking about abortion, we need to get rid of abortion. This is still the eugenics people's stances that we need more white people on this planet. They do not want white people having abortions. I guarantee you, even in the red states, if you said only black people could have abortions, they wouldn't give a rat. Population. Uh, I think the Pope said that. I think I did it on the show from one of the news stories that he said that um, I'll I'll go look it up so I can quote him correctly. But the Pope said that we need to have um, more of the right people or some nonsense like that being born. They knew their population is going um, in the wrong direction.
3: But let me ask you this. But let me ask you this. Okay, I get what you're saying there. But I'm talking about the overall okay, we, the overall environment. We look at what's going on with abortion. You know, there are states that are already saying that. There are states that are saying, okay, hey, we can get this done. What about interracial marriage? Uh, 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 you know, so, so we're talking about all these different things, the climate, the political climate, because of some of these people running office, some of these folks are, that, that are, are running for, to be election officials in different states, these are people who believe the big lie and said, hey, had they been in charge, they would have overturned the election. So I'm just saying, overall, when you look at that pati- particular climate, does it not? Does it make you nervous?
2: Do you think that this is something that this too will pass? Just give me your thoughts on that. Uh, no, I'm not. Um, I'm not really concerned about it. It's not like an alarming wow, okay. thing. I think, that that's, I think it's always been building to this. It's not going to hit like a critical mass and everybody's going to fall out. I think that that is in the people that it's in. I think that's something that we've always it, – it's always been an undercurrent of, of our climate, of our reality, especially um, black people in European com- countries. It's always been an undercurrent. So even though you know you're seeing interracial marriage and interracial dating and all this other stuff, I think there's still an undercurrent of like, um, of that, you know, of supremacy stuff that goes with it, because I don't think it it negates uh, white supremacy just because people are interracially dating or marrying. Even I think it was about five years ago, maybe maybe ten years ago, where Putin in Russia was trying to get more black people to move to Russia. And well, I can I tell you, that, that had nothing to do with any kind of racial harmony. It has a lot to do with their population declining. So, hmm. that, you know, that when you talk about it in the bigger picture, we're talking a, uh, um, a perspective from people on the ground opposed to a leadership perspective, a political perspective is very different on why people make political Um, political moves. It's like the Republicans when Obama won that they wanted the Tea Party and all those fools inside of GOP because they needed the numbers to beat the Democrats. And this is why we keep having these um, you know, voter suppression stuff because they're constantly trying to keep the numbers down so the conservative people can win and the only foot soldiers they had was the Tea Party people. So now they have all these radical people inside of the Republican Party, they act like they, they didn't see that coming or they don't know what to do. It's because they empowered them because they needed the numbers. They were just loud. You know, the thing about rich people is that they're complacent and they're not going to pick it. So they need to scare you to make you go out and do it. So with people like Mitch McConnell and and Paul Ryan and those guys back in the days, they wouldn't squash it, quash any of that stuff because they needed – the noise on the ground, and now that the the um, the tail is wagging the dog in that sense, now they don't know what to do, and that's why I keep saying to people: anytime you get a Republican saying the, the the Republican Party is too radical, I'm going to be a Democrat. I'm like, kick them fools out! Do not let Republicans join the Democratic Party. Right? You can be big. It's already big tent, and it's already dysfunctional because it's so big tent. But when you start adding more conservatives into the Democratic Party, and um, that means that you're still watering down the values of that party just because you're allowing those people to move over. So even when I see things like Morning Joe and those guys extend themselves an extra hour, and I'm watching the news get more conservative by the day. Even, even the, the so-called liberal ones are conservative. You watch the moves that CNN was making, all of that. This world and the country is getting conservative because white folks by default will, um, in their pathology, ends up doing this. So yeah. we have the Tesla guy trying to buy Twitter, for example, yeah. right? And so you would think, why would that dude risk SpaceX? Like he's literally using shares of SpaceX and Tesla to buy Twitter. And so their shareholders, you think, would naturally be like, what the hell, heck are you doing? Because we're talking a uh, space program to buy Twitter. You know why he's doing it? Because rich people like to control the thoughts of everybody on the ground. Having people on the ground fighting gives them more power. So the first thing he said was, oh, we're going yes to up- lift the ban on Donald Trump. You're like, why would he do that? He's just another rich guy that likes chaos because it helps keep them in power. As long as you are fighting, you won't focus on the stuff that they're doing. Now personally I don't think he's going to buy Twitter. I think that, yeah, I think he's going to take a yeah. billion dollar buyout after he changes their policies and try to get them to put more conservative people back on Twitter. Because that's how they keep power is the radicalization yeah. of the people on the ground. Absolutely. They're watching
3: them Yeah. No, no go ahead no finish your thought right real quick.
2: Yeah, I was going to say they're they're watching them like um rats in a maze or a uh, uh, ant farm is how rich people are playing the people on the ground. So every time something happens, like a mass shooting and all this other stuff, I think they pretty much pretend to be upset. And then they say, hey, everybody go out and get more guns. Because the chaos on the ground actually keeps them from looking at policies and changing, um, you know, and changing policies. So you stack a conservative Supreme Court. Everybody pretty much let that go. Oh, they're going to do the right thing. We interviewed them, and that's crazy. And when they started doing radical things like this, this country has gone through this before. It's gone through it after the Civil War. It's gone through it after Reconstruction. It has had very wide pendulum swings of conservatism until people, just, people got tired of it, and then they fade into the woodwork, and then they come back out. Part yep. of pathology, again, is something that we need to, you know, teach in school and deal with, um, yep. you know, we need to deal with this and, and dealing with people in school and learning civics and all that other stuff to give, keep them engaged. Yeah, yeah. Because people's belief yeah, system don't believe that something drastically is going to happen, but it is happening now.
7: Yeah.
3: Let's tell you, We have a few minutes left here, a uh, couple of minutes here. Give me your thoughts here real quick on, uh, are you surprised? Do you, do you feel that... Uh, the political environment is uh, scary and that uh, based yeah, on, I, you know, about abortion, yeah, abortion, and, you know, you're talking about interracial, you know, abolishing of interracial marriage and all this nonsense. Do you feel that, are you nervous about, you know, the path or the trajectory for this country? Oh, God,
9: yeah. Most definitely. I say that every week. Man, look, they are they are planning, they're putting people in place to, to, and and alone just in Georgia, to say if Fulton County votes and they vote heavy Democrat, they can just disavow all their votes. This is happening all over. They're putting people Mm -hmm. in place to stop us from winning elections. And people don't realize this is what's going on because all they look at is what's going on in their pocketbooks. They don't realize what their freedoms are, what freedoms are being taken away from. And all they care about is, hey, man, the stock market was way much better. It was a lot better when Trump was in office. The stock market, and, I, and I look at him and say, how much money did the stock market lose? It's just stock that you're investing in, investing in clean energy. These are the things you need to invest in. They're giving you the clue of what to invest in. Clean energy right now. That's what's going to make you money. Oil stocks are making, are making me money. So these are the things you got to invest in. But – a lot of people care about them, them, them dollars, man, that, you know, this is what was happening when he was in office and he was more concerned with the stock market. I don't want to hear all that. Right now you're trying to stop me from voting. Right now you're telling me that even if I do go out and vote, that my vote is, you're going to say my vote wasn't, wasn't legit because uh, you didn't feel like it that day. This is, this is, this is, this is where we're getting to. And these, they're putting these laws in place to, to harm us. And no matter how many people vote, if they don't vote in the right direction, these people can overturn the election. And that's the bad part of it. That is the bad, because it's not going to be a free and fair election. It's going to be an election that says, I don't like the way you voted, so I'm not going to count your vote. And that's what it's coming to.
3: And people don't realize it. Yeah, I think you're right about that. Momo. B, let me give you a couple of minutes to uh, add a comment or two. What say you?
6: I was just... I was just thinking about um, the people who want to ban abortions. I didn't understand why, after all these years we went through this already, I don't understand why they care. Like, they act like they care about human life. Obviously, just look around. They don't care about human life. I don't even understand who these people are. We got drug addicts, drug dealers, homeless, welfare, poor, projects. When did you start caring about human life that you want to ban people from? uh, if If I don't think I can afford this child or if I'm in a predicament that I don't, whatever it is, I didn't know they gave that much caring about people having babies. I really didn't. I never thought, I never understood it, and I still don't, especially now as I'm getting older. I'm like, who are these people? <laughs> like, I, I, you know, I, I personally, personally, like, if my daughter got pregnant, my daughter's 21. If she got pregnant and for whatever reason she says she didn't want to keep it, I would try to talk her into keeping it. I'm not against abortion, but if it's somebody in my family that's related to me, I'm going to try to talk them out of it. Because I like babies. I like kids. I like, you know, I like them. <laughs> I want them around. So I I I I I'm not gonna say yeah, yeah, yeah let's the abortions. Let's bend. I'm not gonna say that because everybody has their own decision to make in their own life. But if you're related to me, you not have one. But that don't say I'm gonna go out there and say yeah, let's the abortions. <laughs> because wait wait a minute
3: just contradict yourself you said people have the right no, to make decisions the whole life, but family. if you know me you ain't having it oh okay well people it's, in no, your no, family I'm don't saying have saying the right
6: if it's this, if this related to me my daughter's child would be my grandchild we're not getting rid of that i don't care what nobody else do with theirs okay. they have a right to do what they want to do with theirs that's what not what does. i want my daughter to do with hers that's all i'm saying okay. it is going to be her choice but we already know her choice is going to be my choice. But whatever. <laughs> anyway, I just didn't know all these people that don't know people want, want to be in my business and want to tell me or anybody else what to do with mine. That's my point. Mm-hmm. You don't even care about us. You don't give a damn. And then to say, oh, the um, there's less white people having babies. Of course there is. Look, look at them. They, there's more. When I was growing up, you went to class and you knew who was black and you knew who was white and then you had the Puerto Ricans and that was it now you go to school you don't know who's who and what colors what color everybody's mixed so So what are you talking about and i think they mad at that they don't like all that they want to be white 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 but that white stuff when i was doing a long time ago my daughter had people in her class i'm like what is this who are they i don't know but i know one thing that the older hello and
3: my bills are going Yeah, but we're going to break. It
6: <laughs> will be. Oh, okay, my God. <laughs> we'll be back after this. Oh,
3: my God. This girl here,
7: boy. Today,
1: nearly one in five Americans are living with a mental health condition, from our children and grandparents to our veterans, coworkers, and neighbors. For all of us, our mental well-being is just as important as our physical health. But unfortunately, most of us don't know how to recognize the signs that someone is in emotional distress, and so many of those who are having difficulty can't get the help they need. Together, we can change this. We can start by visiting changedirection.org and learning the five signs that may mean someone is struggling and needs help. And then it's up to us to show compassion, to reach out, to connect, help folks find the hope and the support they need. Together, we can change the story about mental health in America. Together, we can change direction.
6: Support um, rational uh, gun violence legislation.
10: And it's time to put these laws on the books and protect even more people.
3: Welcome back in three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. As you can see, the theme of this show really what happened in upstate New York uh, has really set the tone for this morning's show. You know, the young man who killed all those people—he actually purchased his weapon legally. So it kind of goes back to the argument from the other side, saying, well, wait a minute. You can put in all the drugs, I'm sorry, you can put in all the gun laws in America. It's not going to prevent mass shooting. And the, the Democrats are saying, yeah, but you know what? In some cases, it will. One life is one life saved, Is one life, you know, that's that's what we want here. So as we continue the conversation, Mr. LS let me go to you because, you know, you're an avid uh, gun owner, and, and, you know, but you also believe in uh uh, you know, uh, you know, fairly decent gun laws. But you know, let's let's address what the critics are saying. You know, we can put in all the, the the gun laws that you want, but really, laws are just to keep honest people honest. Because remember, Chicago and Illinois have some of the strictest gun laws in the nation. But every, you know, but you think about it. Every weekend, you know, there are mass shootings and killings in Chicago. So when the other side say things like, well, okay, yeah, but that's not going to stop it every time, you know, every time there's a mass shooting, people want to start talking about gun laws. Hell, it ain't going to change nothing. So what are we talking about? What would be your response to those people? Mr. L.E.S.?
9: Look, man, let's just call it what it is. In Chicago? What? Right next to Indiana We got what they call a gun show loophole Right So what you can do Is walk, to, walk into a gun show And buy the amount of guns that you want to buy From anybody A private seller that's walking around Saying hey look I'm buying a gun Let's close call, let's call the gun show loophole let's, let's, That's the first thing you need to do Because uh, right now I can sell any gun I want to That I got to somebody There's no paperwork involved I don't even have to make sure this guy's not a criminal. I don't even have to make sure that this guy is, is, doesn't have a felony record. All I had to do is just sell it and get my money from him. Trust me, it, it works like that. So there you go. There, there, there's one that needs to be shut down with the gun, show, the gun show loophole. That's one. The other one is the ghost gun that, that Biden is trying to get rid of. What, you, what people can do is go off the Internet and buy different gun pieces. Vanessa talked about this last week. You can buy a gun. This part from this part. And this part from that gun. This part for that gun. This part for that, that, that gun. And you can put that gun together. And it, that gun is not registered. And guess what? I can do with that gun. I can do anything I want to it. It's not registered. The gun reform needs to be reformed. It does. Let's call it what it is. Let's call it what it is.
7: But but you're not
9: answering it's the question though about.
3: It. But look at Chicago. But so but but even look, I if I you get answer, caught in a gun. Well, no, if you get caught with a gun in Chicago, do you know what? I mean, listen, man, those are, you cannot be, every time I drive home, when I'm driving through Illinois, I'm nervous. So I'm like, if I get pulled over they find this weapon in this car, who knows what's going to happen? So, uh, uh, well,
9: Illinois has passed a law where you can, you can got, as long as you got a permit, you can carry it. As long as you got the permit to Illinois, you can carry it. And if you separate your gun, from your your, your 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 if you separate your clip from your gun and there's no bullets in your gun, you're perfectly legally drive to Illinois. I'm not understanding your point. So in Illinois, has well, I'm not. On. Well, I there's mean, two- listen,
3: I'm not understanding any of this. I don't. I mean, I just think uh-huh. that you know, like racism, we're going to always have gun situations. We're always going to have mass shootings. Every time, you know, you look at what's going mm-hmm. on here in Texas. You know, the bottom line is that now you don't even have to have a permit to, to carry. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like and the wild, wild
7: west.
3: It. And and then
9: you say things are getting worse in Texas now with guns, with, with people getting shot?
3: Well, well, I mean, it's all over the nation. It's not necessarily Texas. It's all over the nation. People well, are getting you, shot and killed.
9: You know, you, Vanessa a complaint about how crazy it was there and people getting well, shot well, was, well,
2: and people shooting. Well, I mean, but that's ever everywhere. Now. I mean,
3: yeah,
9: but I, well, I don't no, know you if that has anything
3: an
9: to do it. You just made an argument wow. for the other side. I'm making an argument for this side. I'm you not making an argument. I'm just, no, no, I'm le- not le- making le- an le- argument.
3: My que- It's a legitimate question, right? So if we're saying that, you know, you could put in more gun restriction laws, there's no way you're going to stop people from doing what they're going to do. But if one life save is one, it, you know, listen, one life, one life loss is one too many. So I agree you put something in place, maybe that'll deter some, but you're not going to get, people are not going to get shot and killed by guns anymore. I mean, because we just got this Hollywood mentality that we have to carry a weapon. You know, we have to be strapped. We got to, you know, it's just crazy. I was watching Friday out of, you know, out of all the movies I was watching Friday the other day. And the part where, you know, John Witherspoon walked into Ice Cube's bedroom and saw him with the gun after Big Worm, Big Big Worm said he was going to shoot Smokey. I know this is too much information for some of you guys, but that's okay. And he was like, what you need that for? He said, I need to protect myself. And he said, put it down and put your hands up. He said, you kids are sissy today. He said, put your hands up. He said, see, you got to live the fight. You're going to take a behind kicking, but you got to live the fight, but you'll live to fight another day. But that's not the mentality anymore. I mean, we talked about well, where uh, this, this young teenager, this was messing with this old man, old man was swinging with him as a cane. The dude just turned around and shot him.
9: See, here, here, here's my point with the, guns, with, the, with the gun stuff. You know, if you okay. have to have the, every gun registered, and and, and 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 if your gun gets stolen, there, there's going to be times when people break in the house and they steal guns or whatever, and you report that gun stolen, and that's fine. But if you have a gun and it's registered to you, and if somebody... And you sell that gun and you don't register that gun and let them people know that you sold that gun, then you, there should be a criminal, there should be there, there should be a crime for that. There should be a penalty for that. There should be. But right now there's not. And that's how criminals are getting their hands on guns. That and the ghost, ghost laws.
3: Okay, let me ask you this. I, so I is watched this a Michael situation
9: had to show on Who? Michael K. Uh-huh. Williams had a show on God rest his soul, but he they they showed a guy that would drive from Atlanta to New York, buy all these guns in Atlanta and drive to New York and sell them and make a men off of them. Now, how did he do that without without getting caught? Because there, there, there's no you don't have to register the gun.
3: He just bought them. Okay, Same, let, hey, let me know. ask you this. So, is this? Okay. But, but let me ask you this. Is this collateral damage the price of democracy? Because you don't have these issues in in overseas. You can't carry. You know, you don't have this in Germany. You don't have Gun violence in Germany because they're not allowed to own weapons unless they're hunting. You don't have it in, in you know in Great Britain. So is this just the, is this just you know just collateral damage? This is a, this is a part of a democracy? This this comes with a democracy. Period.
2: Wait, wait a minute. What comes with yeah. a democracy? They killing? The fact that people can carry guns and you are gonna have gun violence. And it's not gonna go away. You can't tell no. people they can't carry the guns. Well, you know no. some. Okay, so some states are going buck wild. Now, last week I was in Atlanta for a little bit, and even talking to, to young people, um, uh-huh. you know, at, Georgia doesn't, um, you don't have to have a permit no more. You can just open carry. And that's Same crazy. Thing here in Texas. Yeah. Right? So so the problem is, is that if guns are, are readily available to you, that is your first right. option in conflict. Like you just pull out gun right. to shoot somebody. I, yep. you know, I'll tell you what I told those kids. I think people are cowards. You know, there was a day people come punching you your face. You have a little bit more right. heart to go look somebody in the face and have a conflict with them, but you can shoot anybody from a distance. Like that's crazy.
3: Oh, interesting. And so yeah.
2: to say that you know that's not going to stop people from getting guns if you have gun restrictions is 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 not accurate. I think that if you have gun resist um, restrictions, have to go home they'd have to prove like they would have to have a permit you'd have to have a reason to have a gun and that when you have conflict you have to deliberately go get that gun but you should not be walking around here reckless with guns because it does not it doesn't um it's going to cause more gun violence just having them readily available right i agree with that. yeah, and so that's what I'm saying. So when Texas and Georgia and all those guys are like, oh, yeah, everybody should carry a gun, they don't even know what they're asking. But what they're asking for is more gun violence. I'm not saying that
7: right. Mm-hmm.
2: You know, I don't believe in um, saying that people shouldn't have guns because I think I must have read this the the Supreme Court ruling that was right after Reconstruction, right after the Civil War. The Supreme Court ruled that if you take guns in the South, you're going to take it away from the people who need it for protection, which meant that black people were being tormented by the Klan and all this other stuff, and they were trying to restrict guns in those areas. And the Supreme Court ruled you can't do that. So you're going to have all white people with guns and then black people with none? The Supreme Court said that you cannot um, restrict other people's use to, of guns of, um, of guns but you can restrict the type of guns.
7: Mm-hmm. So
2: there's a ruling I think it was Alito, maybe not Alito. Who was the the Supreme Court guy who um he died in office. He was a Republican and they held up um, they held up the seat for Obama. I can't remember uh, the guy.
3: He's, uh, yes, was this Galice? No Scalia
2: yeah. Scalia.
3: Scalia, like, Like, wasn't it Scalia?
2: It was Scalia, yes. He he cited um, a case that was um, from the 1800s that said, yes, you can restrict weapons because there's a case that says that you couldn't walk around town with an axe, right? Like, you cannot cause public torment just because you say, oh, it's a weapon. They knew that that was causing fear and terror, so the Supreme Court will allow you to restrict certain weapons. Like you know, nobody needs a, a weapon of war, right? So if you need it for self-defense, you don't need to have like you know 500 rounds of nothing. Call the police. If you have to fire 500 rounds. You can get to a phone. Is the problem? Right. Right. So he even made the case that yeah, you can restrict some some parts of that, but. For people who are adults and, um, you know, have you know um, permits and are allowed to carry weapons, they should carry them. They should be able to have them. So don't, don't get mixed up with democracy and freedom, not, not democracy and freedom, but I'm saying, like, um, capitalism and all that stuff with the right to carry a gun. Because the right to carry a gun in the United States has been about robbing people. It's been about tormenting and taking. So kind of be a little bit clear on what kind of society that you want. But I don't believe in restricting gun access more than I believe in that it should not, if you have an illegal gun, they should probably take Mm -hmm. it. I don't think, I'm I'm not sure you should go to jail for it, but I think that they have to do what they can because we have children. Um, This is a public health risk right now. So you have mass shootings. And you have children with guns, so you got to mm. do something. So you, well, yeah, it. you shouldn't say, "Yeah, you shouldn't say." You should be able to go into grocery stores and movie theaters and all that stuff with no gun. You know, yeah. that doesn't even make yeah. any sense.
3: You're right about that; it doesn't make any sense at all. What about you, Momo B? Give me your thoughts on this, uh, real quick, on uh, this whole thing with gun laws and the restriction of gun laws, and you know, with gun laws. You know, stricter gun laws would that help uh, curve the violence and mass shootings that we're experiencing? You know,
6: I don't think it would it would help. I mean, laws are laws, and they're made for a reason. So I don't mind them making laws about whatever they feel is going to help um, make people just got to go through more changes to get what they're going to get mm-hmm. anyway. But uh, right. it's not, not going to help with these what, what's going on out here. It ain't going to help at all. The, the people I know okay. that own guns ain't got no gun law, ain't got no premier, ain't got nothing. So, so I don't even understand what we're talking about.
7: Yeah,
3: there you go. I mean, it is what it is. You're absolutely correct. I don't think it's going to make a, a, a big, big difference. I don't think it's going to be something that we can say, well, you know what? Hey, listen, those new gun laws now. You know, the murder rates are down or whatever I just think that, you know, when you look at the definition of Of uh, of a mass shooting I think it's two or more people that are shot or killed Or whatever, I can't remember But at the end of the day, I just, you know You just got to continue to pray and be diligent Alright, we'll step out take a break We'll be right back You're listening to the Sirius IJ Jay Show
7: Online radio at its best <laughs>
3: 34785012. 2. It's the serious signs of the J. Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the DJRS Radio Network. Online radio at its best one of my favorite songs. Sing, sing,
7: sing, sing, sing.
3: Hope you guys are enjoying this beautiful weather. It's a beautiful day, in Houston. Hope you guys are enjoying it where you are. Hope you guys are experiencing some of the great, 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 great weather that we're experiencing as well. Just a beautiful time of the year. Not too hot, not too cold, but it's just right. As always, I never share the stage by myself. Let me say, let's say good morning to the Momo Beasy and the Heezy is in the house. Good morning, Momo. How you be? Good morning, good
2: morning. That was my gift too. You get my stuff from me. I was
6: jamming
3: over here. I love it. Oh my god, okay. Let her do the singing, let her do the singing. <laughs> All right. Jerome is in the house. What's up, Jerome? How you doing, man? Good morning.
7: Good
3: morning, man. I'm good. How you doing? I'm doing all right, man. Listen, are we uh, are we doing some things today or what? Later on, I top of you. the hour? What we got going on? We got, I got, we got some stuff.
2: We got some stuff we talked okay.
3: about. Okay. It is. All right. We well, good, 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 good. <laughs> good, 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 good. All right, we've got some stuff to talk about. Well it'll be me riding with you today because Mr. LES obviously is doing what Mr. LES does. It's the travel season for the man, so he is on his way to an event. Congratulations, congratulations to uh Carmen for me, beautiful daughter graduating. It's a beautiful thing as always. Three four seven eight five oh one two seven two. So we continue to have conversations. Now, here's something I thought was interesting. Clarence Thomas this past week was asked, he mentioned, he says, well, you know, the leak of the abortion memo is a stain on the court. Now, let me tell you (laughs) once again, Clarence Thomas said this. Clarence Thomas. You know Clarence Thomas, right?
7: Stain
3: on the court.
2: Yeah. 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 I got
3: you. It's a stain on the court, Jerome. Because this is, re- you know, th- this is appalling that this leak uh, w- w- was uh, released to the public. Clarence Thomas said this the same guy that was talking about pubic hairs or Coke cans back in the day when he was looking at uh, uh, Nita Hill's booty. Yep. The same guy who voted out of all the justices. There's one guy that says, "Up, oh, I'm not going to vote to allow the phone records and information from the Trump administration to be passed on to the committee." He's the only one, and then we find out a few weeks later that his wife was in detailed conversations with Trump's chief of staff. She attended the January 6th rally that was uh, held right outside the White House. See, there are there are text messages that says you cannot let them take our democracy, Mark. You got to fight, fight, fight. My best friend, uh, I talked to my best friend and he feels the same way, or however she worded it. And everyone knows that she refers to old Clarence as her best friend. Now, a guy by the name of Clarence is this? I, I, I you know, man, this. Here's why I have always said that we have to stop putting our faith in human beings because they're human just like us. And for them to have lifetime appointments, you know, you mentioned it during the last segment, how, you know, these guys lied. You know, the beer guy, the guy who was accused of funneling a woman, and he still became a Supreme Court justice. (laughs) Yeah, I I
2: like beer. Yeah, I, I like, like beer. beer. Me and speak and whatever. Like he was like, what well, was the guy? What great, on <laughs> <laughs> Yes,
3: yeah. we like drink beer. beer. <laughs> we like beer. <laughs> you don't know, like? Do you drink, Senator? I mean, he was. I mean, so this guy is a Supreme Court justice. And he lied. And, you know, so here's the thing, man. So you have Susan Collins and, and Lisa Murkowski. Well, wow. you know, when we met
6: in our office, he assured me that Roe was the president. And
2: he said, I am highly disappointed.
6: Okay, but really? there's
2: nothing else to learn from white folks is that they will lie to you and do the complete opposite. Again, uh, let, that, let that set for the record. Because this, my uh, friend... Is a lesson that we all need to hear: is that just because they said it, don't mean that they're going to do it, right? We right. Got, we got we got hundreds of years of precedence for this. You know, as the Native American, it's
3: amazing. Mm-hmm. It's amazing that he would even let that roll off his lips. <laughs> you know, so it's it's you know you you go back. The Kevin McCartney leak tapes tell us a lot too. These people will say anything in public to be liked, but their deep feelings, like, I, I've had enough with this. I had it with this guy. I'm going to tell him to resign. And then a week later, he's down there in Mariago kissing the ring. And Lindsey Graham, you know, he, he, a tape was released this past week that said he was saying one of the things about Joe Biden after the January 6th insurrection. And then guess what? He came right back and You know, uh, the Republican Party, I don't see people say that the Republican Party can go forward without Trump. I beg to differ. I think that in order for us to move forward, we need Trump. What? I cannot, Jerome, and help me, talk me off the ledge. I can't understand how this failed businessman who did not people within his own party within his own cabinet were saying he was dangerous he was talking about shooting missiles into mexico right just completely ignorant of the 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 prompt and ceremonies and the the, 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 you know the duties of the presidency he didn't know anything about what country was that where he didn't even know where they were and 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 so this guy This one man has a grip on the Republican Party. Man, help me understand that in the few minutes we have left,
2: please. Well, you know what? I cannot help you understand that. Their whole thing is when they get out, you know, Republicans are more vocal, I think, that when you start going on and their conservatism kicks in from them watching an endless stream of Fox News. So Fox News is not news, and they're constantly feeding bad information. So how do you combat that? So as a, as a politician, they're going out trying to tell these people the truth, and then they keep shouting them down. So they're like, okay, well, if that's what you believe, then I believe that too. And so they're just living the fight another day. Just They're just pacifying them. So when it comes down to it, they won't say anything against The folks that are countering or or who are giving them bad information, they just play along just to get the vote. And Mm. one of the things that we don't talk about is, you know, what's a better way to combat that? We don't talk about it because that's not their issue. They're like, hey, it's just easier for me not to say anything. That's why so many Republicans are choosing not to run for re-election. They're like, we can't fight that. We're just going to go with it.
3: Oh, wow. Uh, I'm not sure if that talked me off the ledge, but who knows. All right, coming up next, uh <laughs> for the NPR News Update. We're only a few minutes away from on a need-to-know basis with my main man, Mr. Jerome Spree. And then also, uh, we're also a few minutes away from, uh, you know, State's Case, Pastor Steve State's Case. So we have a lot more coming up in a very, very short period of time. Do listen to the Sirius side, 850 you guys are in the house uh, Momo B is still here as well getting her daily dose of the news since you don't listen to the news Momo B this is for you we'll be right back after this
4: <laughs> warned of the legal implications the president could set for queer and interracial marriages and contraceptive access as well
6: abortion rights is just the tip of the iceberg for equality in America
4: some signs called for expansions of the court protesters promised to fight back against the Supreme Court's anticipated decision For NPR News, I'm Caroline Smith in San Francisco.
5: In the nation's capital, thousands gathered at the Washington Monument before marching to the Supreme Court, which is now surrounded by two layers of security fencing. I'm Giles Snyder. This is NPR News.
1: How do we reinvent ourselves? And what's the secret to living longer? I'm Anoush Zamarodi. Each week on NPR's TED Radio Hour, we go on a journey with TED speakers to seek a deeper understanding of the world and to figure out new ways to think and create. Listen now.
7: All right, folks, it
3: is time for Pastor Steve State Your Case where we read comments from our world-famous chat room and from social media sites that we follow throughout the course of the show. And unfortunately for each chat room, folks, especially you, uh, convener man, Mr. Elias is not here, so he didn't pass on any comments that you may have put in the uh, chat. So I apologize, my brother. But, you know, you can always go to Instagram. to will show and put your comments there and make sure that they get read. But uh, that's okay. Uh, I'm pretty sure what you said is always meaningful because that's the kind of brother that you are. But in the meantime, I do have some comments from social media pages that we were monitoring throughout the portion of the show. Let me read a few of them to you, uh, if you don't mind. Uh, Pastor Steve is, you know, the namesake of the segment says, uh, peace and blessings, family. Great topic, guys. Great topic, guys. Excuse me. Love the back and forth between Jay and Jerome. Like you said, Jay, I completely understand the message that Jerome is trying to convey. Let's not water down a difficult topic. Truth hurts, and sometimes it needs to be delivered raw and uncut, but I also completely understand Jay's point of view as well. By stating the truth, this should not diminish the overall message. So I guess both of you guys are right to a degree. My brothers, you guys are a gift, and I hope that people are recognizing as much. Man, we're a gift pastor? Well, I appreciate you saying that. All right. uh, Jeremy from Palm Springs, Florida, he writes, Today is nothing like the 60s. Interracial marriages and biracial children at a rate that would have never been tolerated back then. Racism will always, always exist. But to say we haven't made any progress is... Disingenuous. I don't think we're saying that, Jeremy, but okay. That's the way you interpret it, I guess. All right.
2: Here's one. Right. I'll go. You want to comment on that real quick? I do. You know what? Yeah. To say that it's disingenuous is just pretty much blowing off the fact that we have not moved very far. The same attitudes yeah. are, are in place. There's just a different marketing around having interracial couples and, you know, yeah, white people don't spit at you and throw pennies at you like they used to. Like, is that progress? Right. Because they still have the same damn attitudes and black people are still getting killed by the police at the same rate. So where's progress? Do you want to measure that by, you know, how much penny candy costs now opposed to back then? It's like, you know, what are you measuring? Uh We're still Uh black in this. I can tell you, the progress is not substantial. It just
3: looks better. Uh, oh. There you go, Jeremy. See you got that see you got that guy's hair up on his back. He came at you Jeremy. He came at you. All right, so uh Helen Oh here's another good one. Helen mi I don't I can't say your last name, you gave me a full name, but I'm just gonna do M. says uh from Trenton, New Jersey. Um, I have a simple question. As a white person, why should I continue listening listen to the show? Well, Helen, let um, we
2: that. Yes,
3: please, Jerome. That?
2: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why. Why is it? Just <laughs> well,
3: I don't know. I was going to say the same thing. I don't know. Well, maybe Helen. <laughs> let me let, let me take a stab at it. Maybe Helen, because sometimes uncomfortable truths are what you need to hear. Don't look at this show as us bashing you. Look at this show as constructive criticism. I've always said to people to me that if you have constructive criticism from me, I'm going to listen. Because you're not telling me this because you don't like me. You're telling me this because you want me to be a better person. So maybe that's the spin that you need to... I'd be curious to see if you're here next week. Okay, well, maybe not.
2: You're, you're inspiring you me work? to be a little bit more serious about this. Okay, so now I will, I will say this. Thank you, Jay. I'm changing my mind on this. Yes. All right, so okay. the reason that you should or should not listen to the show is because we are, we are talking from a perspective that is not a brainwashed perspective of mainstream media and white supremacy. We're just telling you some things that may be hard for you to hear, but they are truthful and honest. And so from our perspective we don't look at it in a black and white kind of sense you're feeling that because of whatever bias is going on in you is taking a hit and you're feeling some kind of way about it but malice is not coming from our heart we do not have give a rat one way or another that's why I said that when I, when I first said it I don't care if you listen or not but what I'm saying to you is honesty is honesty and it, and it feels some kind of way So just examine your own personal biases and why you feel that way about what we're saying, because we're not saying this to hurt your feelings. We don't know if our audience is black or white. We're not catering to one or the other. These news stories are dictating the perspective that we're coming from, and this is coming from black folks' perspective, coming through the eyes of people of color, and you need to either live with that or not. But you cannot keep dictating under the rules of white supremacy to tell us how to make you feel. It is not our job to do that. So either you get to have an honest perspective or go back in your bubble. But I'm not telling you which one to do. I'm just telling you, you can't dictate what we are going to do. Wow. What That's right. I would there like to go. say something.
6: I would like to say something. Yes.
2: Too. Yes, um, Momo. Uh, yes. Uh,
6: uh, okay. Uh, dear carry. If you have something to say, or you you could just press one and say it. The show is open to anybody who wants <laughs> to conversate. We all got we all can talk. You got a
7: voice. You could say it. Get on the line. Ain't nobody talking. Let's just share
3: it. <laughs> there you go. You're she's yeah. you saying hey, Let me help
2: clear up Momo's. You, you can do that on this show, but on the next show you can't. We don't accept calls because we're giving out news, so we don't do that. That's right. Di- not open now. dialogue is, is for suckers who just want to keep stirring up mess. I don't believe in that. I believe that sometimes you have to give information so that people can get smarter. We're not here you for go. you to delude that because you are in your feelings. That's way too much oh, energy for that. that. Go listen to something else.
3: There you go. Change the channel. I have sorry,
2: one
3: more.
7: Sorry,
3: Karen. All right, all right. So, yeah, to carry. All right, uh, Frankie from Elm, Elm Elmhurst, Illinois. Uh, like you said, Jay, gun violence in America will never go away. Period. And unfortunately, I think that is the truth. And if you listen to the show, you know what time it is.
7: Online radio is best. All
3: right, folks. We have come to the end of this one journey, but don't worry. Five minutes away. You're five minutes away from another journey. But right now, let's close the book on this particular part of the journey. It's time for our final thoughts. Ladies are first. And uh, Momo Beasy and the thank you for doing what you do, for hanging with us today. And give me your final thoughts.
6: Oh, uh, my final thought is I just want to make one thing clear. Because earlier yes. when we were talking about abortions, he was like, Oh, uh, you 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 saying the opposite of what you just said and the, the my point. <laughs> To, for saying what I'm saying is this. Yes. If something happens to my a person in my family and they feel like they want to do something, it's my family's business. It's not the government's right. business to tell nobody right. what to do in my family. So that was the whole point. Mind the business. Let me handle this in my house. That was it.
3: Oh, oh okay. Is that your final thought?
6: <laughs> yes, it is. Okay. Well, thank <laughs> you, Momobie, we'll for like, I uh,
3: <laughs> Yeah, short and simple, straight to the point. Stay out of my business. Got it. All right, yeah. uh, hey, the smartest man in the world, Mrs. Rom freeman free. Man, Final thoughts.
2: All right, well, I have a couple. Since since um, LES is not here, um, take your butt out to vote. <laughs> like I was, I. That's a paraphrase what he says. I know he says that a little
7: different. <laughs> Just butt
2: involved. Go out and vote. Um, from my standpoint, first of all, hey to Vanessa and Kathleen and. Uh, Momo B's here So shout out to Momo B And uh, Mariana I sometimes forget to You know um, Give a shout out to the ladies So I want to make sure I say that um, I Last weekend I spoke in Atlanta I won't tell you where I was And did a retreat with another college um, In the Adirondacks And one of the oh, things wow. that Yeah, one of the things that Those college students You know, kind of threw out there is that they are not getting good information. So all of those mm. sessions always go well because they are really asking people to tell them the truth. And since, you know, one of the comments was, why should you listen to the show? I, I don't know. But I, because my goal is not to, um, it, it's not a goal of mine. I'm saying that you, you can. You could ask Jay. Jay would have a better answer for you. But we our job just as we get older as elders um, in our own community is to try to keep people as informed as possible because fear does not exist fear is your mind um, coming to the conclusion that it ran out of options so the only way to get over fear is to have more information and I'm encouraging people to get more information it will stop you from being so dark on fearful into running mm-hmm. like the world is going to end tomorrow. So, yes. we have a we have a job to do. You have a job to do, and so feel free to handle that any way you want. to. sorry for taking up so much time, Jay. You're up. No problem, man.
3: No, no. And no, hour. no. You another... good, man? All
2: right, you're good.
3: You know, we're we're coming up here real soon. Hey, listen. You know what? Will Jerome said that those are my final thoughts. And on that note, Mister <laughs> Jerome is my free. bad. Yes, sir. Hope it is Sunday. And we're talking serious stuff. What time is it, my
7: friend?
3: It's time for the serious side.